Hello, everyone. Today's episode is going to be the continuation of the episode that came out a couple of days ago with Christy Bonner and Kat Smith on how to improve your self-esteem and lower your shame using tools such as the Enneagram. Last time we talked a little bit about what self-esteem and shame are, and Christy and Kat went through three of the types of the Enneagram called the gut triad. And today they will finish with the other six types and a really cool poem that I love. So if you haven't heard the last episode, please go back and listen to it. And I hope you enjoy. listeners know, uh, Christy, we divide and conquer, and there's nine numbers in the Enneagram, and I um, usually take the odds and put the face <laughs> the evens. You guys are a little OCD. <laughs> well, just a little bit. Well, it's just because I'm an odd duck, and Christy's so smooth. And, oh, that's hilarious. Uh, I didn't know that. Yep, 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 yep. So, we're going to finish the gut triad, and uh, for your listeners, I want to make sure they know. So, when we talk gut triad, you can also think body triad. Yeah. So, ah, right? Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, to finish finish that one to round it off we um, need to mention one which is um, a perfectionist a reformer um, on the Enneagram chart and I happen to be a one so this is something that um, I'm pretty familiar with so as probably everybody knows perfectionism is a rat race that you would never ever win wow it mm, is, like it is mm-hmm. a race that you can keep running through all of your life and you would never reach that perfection because it doesn't exist, Ex- Beth, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. The whole reason for my podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. No one is ever perfect. However, for one, that need for perfection is very strong and very prevalent. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of Enneagram is you recognize that. Mm-hmm. And as Christy mentioned before, it can be a superpower mm-hmm. or it could be your huge Achilles heel. Yes. Mm-hmm. So one would mm-hmm feel a lot of shame uh, for not being perfect Mm -hmm. and also judgment and criticism is very prevalent for one as well Mm -hmm. and again in you know functionally perhaps that could be you know really positive reinforcement for for great things you do but it also can be very damning and very shame inducing so for Mm -hmm. one I feel to move out of the shame shame umbrella is just to understand no one's never perfect mm-hmm. and perfection is not needed mm-hmm. by anyone. It's an illusion mm-hmm. and that we're already enough. So to mm. me, that's why I feel so connected to yoga because yoga continuously teaches you, you are enough yes. without you having to do anything, earn anything, prove anything. Yeah. As a start, you are enough. Mm-hmm. And that is, yeah like I get emotional talking I know I can tell I love that it's so hard yeah that is so Mm -hmm. hard and just you know so much of life is pacing yourself Mm -hmm. which if you think about a marathon versus a sprint yeah you know um perfectionists probably just want to have this amazing speed and this amazing like score and everything a 99 Mm -hmm. or 100 percent but 
That's where I like to say to me, 80% is perfect. Yes. <laughs> because I love that. Because that's uh, that's actually really, really good. Yeah. But life is just so hard and we're so tired and we're yeah. spread so thin. I mean, yeah. would you mm-hmm. rather do like two almost perfect things or do like a hundred? 80% things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but yeah, just that I, I do feel so bad for perfectionists because if they, in their own mind, feel like it's almost never good enough, I'm yeah. almost never satisfied, or yeah. I always see what was missing or yes. wrong and your kids or your spouse or yeah. anyone, your employees can so feel that hard. too. I so feel hard, hard to be around. So she, hard because yeah. not only one would never reach that unreachable expectation but they also take that expectation outward yeah and nobody ever can reach it as well yeah, so it's so hard to impress yes yeah, so it's always you're feeling short and the trouble would be that you know out of 99 great things that were done wonderfully the one that was not done to perfection would overshadow those 99 yes. and just in in the work is to know that mm-hmm. and to catch it when it happens and you know to repeat to yourself and believe it in an affirmation that there's no need to be perfect there's no need to be right and no one wants it from you right. because no one is a one yes. other yeah. than another one. So, you know, for me to feel like I have to impress my husband by perfectly kept house and perfectly tended to children and perfectly tended to wife, he could give two shits. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. just wants to have fun because he's a seven. Yes. So understanding that the language that you're speaking to yourself does not need to be the language that you speak to others because that's not their language. Yeah, you're good enough to so them or they might want you to do less. Let's all exhale yeah. and just be chill. Mm. So, But that's the work of the one. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And I would say I have a one wing and um, yeah. I definitely, that one wing, uh, I turn it inward quite a bit. Not that it doesn't turn outward, it does, but definitely... I can be uh, pretty hard on myself. I grew up in a home that was pretty messy and I was, you know, the the helper who started mm-hmm. helping at an early age to, to clean up, to make things look perfect. Mm-hmm. Because if the house looked perfect, mm-hmm. then maybe people would ignore the fact that my dad was an alcoholic and all the other imperfections. So my helping that turned mm-hmm. into my two, which is the helper mm-hmm. on the Enneagram, started off very young as a way to prove myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so when I was an adult, um, it took a long time. I was in my late 30s before I got a cat. And the reason mm-hmm. was, you know, we had grown up with dogs and I didn't want the house to be messy mm-hmm. because, you know, I was thinking that was going to take me back to that place of my childhood. Mm-hmm. And, and so I now I have three cats and I'm so much healthier for all like there are scratches all over, you know, our chairs, like things are not perfect. And yeah, I say that knowing deep inside that I still have to work on it. Like mm-hmm. I still have the tendency if somebody is coming over to the house mm-hmm. to clean everything up and I, and I'm working on that. Mm-hmm. I'm working on allowing for dirty dishes to be in the sink. Mm-hmm. Like it's something one time my sister-in-law came over recently and just things were not all put in place. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is progress, like for me. Yeah, you know? that's but vulnerable. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, again, it's back to that childhood story. 
if everything is perfect, then maybe mm-hmm. I'm enough. And then mm-hmm. maybe my family is okay. Mm-hmm. And it was a way to validate myself and my family. Mm-hmm. Feel control over yeah. uncontrollable yeah. Yeah. circumstances. And but I still do it. You still know? even today yeah. brought that habit. Have to be conscious of it. You yeah. know, wow. really aware of it. It's so interesting. So Christy and I were different numbers and we come from different backgrounds. And I have the same need for the clean house, but mine is different because I grew up very... Um, economically poor so our message my message was we don't have anything but whatever little we have we're going to scrub it to shine (laughs) so it's going to look it's best and that was the 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 thought process and now i am in different socioeconomic um space and we have things and yet i still have that need whatever you have it has got to look it's best wow because you know it might not be all that you should have so whatever you have you know, so interesting. Be, isn't that crazy? Yeah, we both need a, you know, a OCD anal retentive clean house. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, for different childhood stories. Wow. But the Enneagram informs you as to why. Yeah. And yeah. that to me, it's, and I know y'all are therapists, but for me, this is like a very affordable therapy for anybody, oh, yeah. everybody, because you get to see the reflection. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it helps your self-esteem and your relationships. Right. I mean, sure. My goodness, yeah. that's invaluable. Yeah, for sure. So I guess we'll go on to the two and yeah. how the two experiences shame. Um, I feel shame if I don't feel liked or loved. Mm-hmm. Like the Enneagram 2 is the type that can wake up in the middle of the night and they're, the, they're known as the helper or the giver. And, um, and this is true for me. Oh, my gosh, they're mad at me. They don't like me. Like, I, I mean, I'm working on that and that doesn't show up as mm-hmm. much now, but, but it still shows up sometimes mm-hmm. because like we are hardwired to think about relationships and being generous and helping the people mm-hmm. that we love. And um, I also feel shame if I don't give to you or help you. Somebody recently said to me that, you know, they weren't sure I was type two, um, because I was so good at boundaries and I was like <laughs> thinking, well, I've really had to work on that, but I still internally feel shame when I feel, when I say no, because yeah. I want to help. Like, yeah. even though I've gotten really good at it and I am very boundaried and I'm proud that I've worked on that, mm-hmm. um, I still feel a little bit of that shame uh, or guilt yeah. that I can't help the person. Yeah. So again, that might be a sign that you're too, um, so again, this too is like trying to prove that they're mm-hmm. they're they're worthy um, mm-hmm. through what they do and through how mm-hmm. they help. Um, you know, Maya Angelou said, "You alone are enough. You don't have to prove yourself to anyone." That mm-hmm. might be one of my favorite quotes because I really need to hear that. Like, you don't have to prove through all of your helping. Like, I mm-hmm. need to hear that mm-hmm. time and time again. And wow. so, for the the two, a way that they move towards self-love, self-respect to self-care. Like they're a type that has trouble with um, owning their needs. Mm -hmm. And so when they start to own their needs and take care of themselves, it is a message that I am worthy and I'm enough. Like I say that to my clients. Mm. I'm like, when you practice self-care, you are validating that your body, that your mind, that your spirit, that your heart is worthy of that. Like when you go to therapy, you're validating 
that you are worthy. Mm. When you go to yoga, you're saying I'm worthy. When you take time for the podcast and give your husband, your kids for 15 Mm -hmm. minutes, Mm -hmm. you are saying that Mm -hmm. you are worthy. Like all of these things are adding up to self-respect. But the two will be the first to say, oh, no, I'll take the kids. I'll do this. You know, let me help. Let me help. Mm -hmm. But that keeps making them smaller Mm -hmm. and minimizing their needs and their worth. Y'all have any thoughts? Oh, my gosh. Listen, so I'm going to share the real story, how proud I am of both of you today. And it might be so small, but it was so big for me. So, Beth, you were too as well, right? So um, for your listeners, we were going to get um, get ready to be really meeting during lunch hour. And Beth texted both Christy and myself and said, and I, I was laughing out loud. <laughs> so you said, do you know what you said? Uh-uh. So you said, I'm thinking, girls, maybe we could get, um, you know, like lattes or something, some, 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 some drinks. And I would love a lavender latte. And then it went, but I'm okay without it. And I was like, you're <laughs> such a dude. <laughs> but I'm okay without it. And then when, you know, I was so proud of you because um, I texted Christy and I said, Christy, what would you like? And, um, you know, you said what you would like and said, oh, don't worry about it. Oh, it's okay. I'm like, yes, progress from both of you. And then I gave you like a couple of ways to say, no, never mind, because I wasn't sure if Beth wanted coffee, if, you know, yada, yada, was it hot, was it cold? And you kept responding like, voicing uh-huh. your need and asking for help and uh-huh. I was like spot on Aww, we're yeah. on it so but that's big yeah that's that makes it seem small no I know what you mean though doing the opposite of what your normal tendency yes, is is ma'am. you don't like to ask yeah. for help yes, ma'am. or a peacemaker doesn't want to yes. be the center of attention absolutely and then for you to say I'm going to lower the bar like you're coming to my house I'm doing frozen pizza and yeah. the house is messy yeah. we'd be like good yeah. for you I'm yeah. so proud yeah. of you yeah so for Like for me, I would never think twice, say, yeah, here's what I'm going like. I want it large. I want it with ice. I want it with this milk and top of that. (laughs) But for y'all to say that's a big deal for a helper to ask for help. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to start asking you for more massages. Well, there you go. <laughs> I did. I did have the thought that I, uh, bet you I did. almost, I almost Never texted, mind. don't worry about uh-huh. it. I'm good. I've got a coffee. I heard it. Um, it, it was there. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, you know what? I wouldn't really like yes. a decaf tea. Yeah. That would be hydrating. My coffee mm-hmm. is dehydrating. I really do need. So to know what uh-huh. your needs are. That's powerful for a two or a nine. Yeah, they tend to minimize mm-hmm. their needs. So, oh, not ask for yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Don't yeah, want to yeah. put anyone yeah. out because they might not like Call you if you're high yeah. maintenance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And for y'all, you know, and I know we're all every. You know, you want to be liked, but for a two, and I think maybe it's funny, but. Not everybody's going to love you. You're not a taco. So mm-hmm. twos, y'all are not a tacos. Not everybody's going to love you. And it's okay. Yeah. 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 It's hard to really let it sink in into your mm-hmm. heart. Mm-hmm. But you just keep repeating it. I'm not a taco. Yeah. That's right. Everybody's not meant to love me. Yeah. yeah. Not everyone's going to love like every you. personality type. Yes. I tell my clients this. I'm like, somebody might not like you because you're too friendly. Yes. Someone yeah. might not like you because you're not friendly enough. Yeah. Like you can't win. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't like her. She's too skinny. She's yeah. too fat. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's, you know, that's mm-hmm. not your job mm-hmm. is to make yes. everyone like you. Yes. Yeah. But I would say the Enneagram 
does help us to understand and love all different types. Mm-hmm. So yes, mm-hmm. I totally agree. Twos need to hear not everybody's going to like you. But I do think like the spiritual work of mm-hmm. humankind is mm-hmm. to learn to see and to love and to affirm mm-hmm. and to celebrate yeah. and appreciate one another. And I mm-hmm. and I do think that sometimes as a two, I have to think to myself, like, no, not everybody's going to like me. But sometimes the reason somebody can't like me is they have trouble seeing their own flaws mm-hmm. and their own wounds. And I do have flaws and I do have mm-hmm. wounds. And I would be the first to own that. Mm-hmm. And those parts of myself, mm-hmm. some people aren't going to like. The people who can't see their own are going to have trouble seeing me, mm-hmm. you know. And so that helps me with with compassion towards mm-hmm. others. Yeah. But also, like, the more I see my own flaws and and just know that that is part of the human condition, Yes. Um, the more that I'm able to see other people's flaws and go, you know what, that that part of her is hard, but man, I celebrate all these other parts of yes. who she is. Mm-hmm. And, and that we can start to see people as whole people mm-hmm. and, like, they don't have to be perfect. You yeah. know, good enough is good enough. Exactly. And we're all a part of this big earthly team mm-hmm. and we need people, like, Mm-hmm. I might not love being around really anal people because I'm not super organized mm-hmm. and zipped up, but mm-hmm. I need people like that yeah. to get me organized or yeah. to be my accountants yep. or, you know, we really yep. need the other side of yep. every different piece of life or else mm-hmm. we would never have people to fill all the roles we don't want to do. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our type three. three. And yeah. type three is also part of the shame triad. Um, so type three is our achiever. So mm. think doer, doer, doer. And mm. they identify with how much they achieve or do um, what they're valued. Yeah. So that is they're synonymous for a three. They're also very image oriented. So mm-hmm. outward image of how successful they are, how achieved they are, how respected they are, how revered they are, very important to them. So the shame would still would would, would stem from I'm not doing enough mm-hmm. or I haven't done enough. Mm-hmm. So for a three, and again, we're talking about things that would be easier said than done. For a three, it would be very important to move out of shame triad by just identifying themselves not with what they do, uh-huh. but mm. who they are. Yes. And who they are is beautiful. And mm-hmm. it has a nothing to do with what job they have, how much money they have, how much education they've mm-hmm. got, how many people admire them, et cetera, et cetera. So I think a nice activity for a three to kind of embody who they are is to do something that they enjoy just for the sake of doing it, mm-hmm. not for the sake of yeah. doing it best. Yeah. Or getting it done, or it being a goal, just just have fun, or just, just enjoy, enjoy it. it. Yeah, for the process. Mm. So for the journey. So whether it's playing music, or bird watching, or doing art, or you know taking a cooking class, just for enjoyment of it, and that I think would really help a three to move out of the shame, feeling yeah. shame. I do do. I do. I totally do. I also think that identity is really important for threes and nines. Mm -hmm. I think both of them struggle a lot with that. And so for the for the three to stop being the chameleon who who um, becomes who other people want them to be 
and to, to start asking questions in their heart space mm-hmm. of who am I? Why am I here on this earth? Mm-hmm. What am I feeling? Because they tend to disown the heart. Right. And so for them to get into their heart and to start asking these like existential questions and to, to sit in silence and solitude um, and, and just be. And, mm-hmm. and I think that that helps them to become their true self. And then they're really confident and then they really shine in the world because these are confident people, but it, it, that confidence sometimes feels like a little bit of a facade when they're in an average or unhealthy space. Like, like it's hard to get to know a three who's in an average or unhealthy space because they're always becoming who, you know, you want them to be. Mm -hmm. But when they start to be like in tune with their authentic self, man, they're going to just kick butt in the world, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like they're really going to shine then. I'm not saying they don't already shine. Threes are movers and shakers. Yeah. But man, in a different way. but it, more at peace and yeah. balance and I say I'm enough. I'm not doing this because yeah. I have to prove myself or yeah. I'm unworthy. Yeah. I'm doing it because I can, but yeah, I don't have to, but I, yeah. I can. Yeah. Well, if you've ever taken yoga class, maybe you've heard this saying, we're human beings, not human doers. Yes. Yeah. I love and that. And for a three, it's so important to not just to hear, but truly feel that. Yeah. You, know, you are a being, you're not a doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. The art of being. That's important. Yeah. That's yeah. so yeah, good. That's a three for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I do like to think, I think I've told you this before, of people as, as you know, part of the team, like a soccer team, you know, the, the what we need threes for in a lot of ways, the good part, the healthy part is they're productive, hardworking, driven, mm-hmm. they're doers, yeah. you know, and that yeah. we need a lot of productive, mm-hmm. motivated, doing mm-hmm. people. But the flip side, which often relates to either shame or mm-hmm. the downside, they can't relax yeah. or mm-hmm. they don't feel good enough mm-hmm. or, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So our, our beautiful fours are our individualists, sometimes known as the artist. And I would say what takes fours and, and all of us, I mean, we can think about this, like Kat said earlier, we are all nine numbers. So mm-hmm. a lot of you will relate to this, whether you're a four or not, mm-hmm. but the shame piece is comparison. Mm-hmm. Like envy is their deadly sin. And so they get caught up in being competitive or comparing themselves to others. And man, that'll take you to shame every day. Like Theodore Roosevelt said, comparison is the thief of all joy. Mm-hmm. Amen. And like, it just, it takes you to um, mm-hmm. the shame struggle bus when you're comparing yourself. Um, so they also feel like a misfit. Like mm. they feel like they don't belong. And there's a deep sense of shame in that for the force. Um they also, like the eight, struggle with feeling abandoned and rejected by others because they just feel like an outsider. Mm-hmm. You know, from, from early on, a lot of force would say that. Um, what they really need is, is for other people to allow them to be their fullest, deepest, truest self. Um, so they, they feel deeply loved when they feel seen mm. by, by other people. Um, and so that, that's a really important antidote for them is mm-hmm. people who see and accept them, mm-hmm. but also seeing that for themselves. Um, I think also the grass is greener on the other side sort of thing is a, is a shame trap for the four. So the four mm-hmm. has got to stop thinking that the grass is going to be greener somewhere else. Um, 
So when fours are not given acceptance, that can take them into a place of of deep shame. So Mm self-acceptance and also having a tribe that loves and celebrates and accepts them Mm -hmm. is really important for a four. Trying not to do the comparison Mm -hmm. piece is really important for a four. Um, So I I would say that that those are the big things. A tribe that loves Mm -hmm. you and celebrates you. But also um, just that that deep self compassion, mm-hmm. self acceptance, seeing yourself as well. I feel like four is one of the types I understand the least. Mm-hmm. So I'm, and I feel like maybe it's a little harder to define because it's more abstract. But mm-hmm. like, what would be some of their superpowers? I was writing down. I'm not sure if any like being real or creative or open or emotional or reflective. All like, of those. Yeah. All of those. Yeah. Okay. All of those. They're, they're, they're the most emotionally in tune. Okay. So that they're the best at feeling their feelings. They're super creative. They see beauty in the world. They, they create beauty in the world. Okay. So very uh, aesthetic. Yeah. In fact, great. they can be accused of elitism because they're so, they care so much about the aesthetics that, that, you know, so wherever our strength is also of so course, a lot of like creators, said, like artists, yeah. maybe chefs mm-hmm. or not, not every musician. artist is a four, but yes. Yeah. yeah they, mm-hmm. they do tend to move towards that four or artists would have a four in them, even if they weren't a four. Um, but yeah, yeah. Their, their superpower is being deep and okay. introspective mm. and they're the ones out there where we were saying that threes need to have the existential conversations if you go into a bar and there's fours talking about Kierkegaard and the meaning of life, you know, there are your fours right Philo- there. Philosophers. They're, they're philosophers. They're very philosophical. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Yeah, those are some superpowers. Also, a four would be able to, you know, when most of us would struggle with, you know, having a loved one going through a hard time, you you know, for example, for one, it's very uncomfortable to be in this emotional space, yeah. especially negative emotional space. And I would just want to make it right. Yeah. Want to fix it. Make a things better. would be able to sit in it with you, which yeah. most of the time is what a person needs because, you know, pain is pain, suffering is suffering. And we basically, mm-hmm. you know, as a matter of fact, recorded a suffering episode yesterday on the suffering, but mm. to be with somebody in their struggle, in their pain mm. and just, just sharing that. Mm. That's for superpowers. Yeah, that's they were right. able to share not just the joyful emotions, which mm-hmm. don't we all love mm-hmm. that, but also the the struggle, the negative ones, the painful ones, the shameful ones. If you're feeling shame, you want four sitting next to you. Uh, so maybe they're sharing the, that. Oh, I just thought you. maybe they're the opposite of a seven who doesn't want to feel pain. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They know how they're the they're the best at feeling pain. In fact, the fours in my life are the people that I'm gonna call first. Yeah. When, you know, I am yeah. feeling shame. Because I do have sit. a four in my life. And if I wanna be dark and brief. Rudy, that is who I call, mm-hmm. uh-huh. you know, and mm-hmm. I would, I would guess that you could do that with ones too, because the four, the four is yeah, their arrow of stress it, yeah. and they can mm-hmm. get broody and yeah. moody. So mm-hmm. you can call a one too, How <laughs> but funny. Four, four's first yeah. on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Really yes. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one would be possessed to make it right. That's, I think the difference yeah, between one and a four. It. To preach. Uh, yes. A four. Yes. Mm-hmm. To preach, mm-hmm. to preach you out of your mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your horrible Pep talk or lecture yes, to preach it out. Four would just accept it. Yeah. 
And yes. seven would say, let's go for a hike or yeah. hard to think to do. Just <sighs> sit in it. Yeah. Just yeah. sit in it is so hard. Brittany Brown talks about sitting in it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sit in the darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really helpful. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And see, those yeah. are the kinds of things that people could, you could see any type maybe devaluing, first of all, their own type. Yeah. But you could see a four saying the ones are just sitting there doing nothing, just saying life is hard and Mm -hmm. it's really rough. And just Mm -hmm. that's all they're doing is just the same broken record. But then the four could say the one is trying to fix these things that just can't Mm -hmm. be fixed. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they can't be fixed. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now, the four can be accused of having a victim mentality because mm-hmm. they're so comfortable with suffering. Uh-huh. And again, they help the rest of us to understand how to be in pain. But on the other hand, if they're in an unhealthy space, they can start to play the victim card. And, mm-hmm. you know, life is horrible. Sort of. We think about the, the Saturday Night Live Debbie Downer. Yeah. <laughs> that right, might be right, a four right. of their absolute worst. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, that's and again. <laughs> And like we make a lot of generalizations, but we're generally talking about a number in an average or healthy space when right. we're talking about their dark side. And so like just just know that if you're listening, that, mm-hmm. that if you're in a healthy space, not all of this is going to apply. And even anyway, it's not everything's going to fit because mm-hmm. we're all unique. We have, you know, just unique handprints. And so mm-hmm. our personalities would also be very varied. So yeah, not everything will fit here. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I love this. Mm-hmm. Super fun. All mm-hmm. right. Well, on to the five. So our fives are an investigator. And Beth, you mentioned that four is the number that you feel like you least understand. That's a five for me. Uh-huh. So it's a really tough one. And Kristen and I talk a lot about it. Um, I don't think I have any friends who are five. You know my husband. that but You know. don't know him that well. I so. know. But you you probably, and I want your take on it. Yeah. So a five would feel most secure and comfortable when they're engrossed in gathering information and mm-hmm. knowledge. This is their sometimes even life goal, life's goal, mm-hmm. what's most important for them is a feeling of uh, competency, mm-hmm. you know, and the shame can sneak in when they don't feel competent mm-hmm. or they feel ironically enough, you know, not smart, not, mm-hmm. not intelligent, mm-hmm. not educated, not well-informed. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about how do you, how do you feel a five would move out of that feeling of shame of, you know, I don't know enough. Yeah. I'm not smart enough and I'm not knowledgeable enough when chances are they are the most knowledgeable yeah. and yeah. well-informed. Yeah. Well, you know, my husband does love to, I mean, he has watched, I can't even tell you how mm-hmm. many, you know, TED Talks, YouTube videos, documentaries. Mm-hmm. He loves to watch documentaries. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. an ongoing mm-hmm. source of uh, stress for us choosing a movie we want to watch because <laughs> I want to watch something lighthearted. Mm-hmm. He wants to learn something. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my goodness. We're not in school here tonight. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, oh, that's a good question. I mean, 
I do really respect people that love to learn and that want to be productive. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like their hobby is doing something constructive, which is learning. Mm -hmm. So, and sometimes I do feel lazy when I want to watch mindless, like America's got Mm -hmm. funniest videos. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it's kind of superficial, but, um, yeah, I mean, Oh, that's a great question. Getting out of that. Um, just, you know, like maybe just saying we don't, we're never going to know it all and we don't have to know it all. Like, you know, we all, can have our special skill sets of, Hey, I'm kind of an expert in one or two areas, but mm-hmm. I'm not in the other a hundred thousand. And, uh, you know, it's okay to not know. And, you know, we're never gonna, you know, know everything. And that doesn't define my worth. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. I, think, I agree. Yeah. Same. I think, you know, for five embracing maybe sort of things that they would regard as superficial mm-hmm. and accepting them that mm-hmm. not every conversation has to be about research and science yeah. or yeah. how well you know a topic. Mm-hmm. You know, lighthearted things have their value mm-hmm. and their beauty mm-hmm. and just to receive them and embrace them, give those a chance mm-hmm. I think that that would help a five move out of, mm-hmm. I don't know enough. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Neither do I. Yeah. Neither does she. Yeah. And guess what? We're about to talk about stupid things. Yeah. Like, I think a five having during the conversation about farts would be a <laughs> Yeah. You know, something I think that's silly. Great. <laughs> you know, absolutely just. Yeah, senseless. To be, oh, yes, because that's a part of life. Yeah. And that could offset this anxiety and this constant need to just know and learn and know and learn. And yeah, learn. don't it's be so great. intense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about farts. Yeah. What do yeah. you know about that? Yeah. Why not? I think so anyway, that's, funny. That's, that's my advice. <laughs> I think I that's great. And I think the talk style of the five is dissertations yes. and that di- the dissertations are trying to prove your knowledge and worth. So I think Kat's exactly right. If like you can get out of dissertation mode and just uh-huh. like have fun. The other thing is I would think one sign of shame would be somebody who struggles with eye contact yeah. or touch because uh-huh. those are like two signs of emotional entombment mm-hmm. is touch and yeah. eye contact. And of course, with the pandemic, a lot of us have lost the art of touch. Yeah. Uh-huh. In the art of uh-huh. eye contact uh-huh. because we've been doing things uh-huh. by Zoom or whatever. But I would say that like for five, they might struggle more than the rest of us mm-hmm. at eye contact and at touch because they tend to like withdraw and withdraw their time, withdraw their resources, their touch, you know, and because they're so comfortable reading a book or being online researching, Mm -hmm. they're tuning in to things that aren't human. Right. Mm. And so for the, for the five, like for their own self-esteem to get out into the world and to make eye contact and to be with people and to not go into the dissertation, Mm -hmm. like we were just Mm -hmm. talking about to just have fun. Mm -hmm. Like all of these are going to, help them with their self-esteem. And I would say your husband seems like a person who does that, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's a healthy five in that way. Mm-hmm. Like he can have a great conversation. He can make eye contact. Yeah. But a lot of fives, you know, that's harder for, for them because yeah. they're, they're the typical ones on the Enneagram who are going to withdraw the most, mm-hmm. right? Um, they're in that moving away mm-hmm. piece that we were talking about. Uh-huh. That's their shame shield. That's how yeah. they protect themselves is yeah. to just pull away 
And so the opposite of that is to find community connection, you know, to find Mm -hmm. a place where they connect and belong. Yeah. And that's going to heal them from shame. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and it reminds me of just the idea of either your comment, I'm enough, Mm -hmm. or kind of like, I have nothing to prove. I know enough. Yeah. I know Mm -hmm. enough. Mm -hmm. And really when you, it's kind of like that projector idea, when you feel smart enough, like, Mm I, I do feel smart enough. I'm not like, I always say, if someone goes, Hey, you want to come do trivia night? I'm like, I'm terrible at trivia, mm-hmm. but I'll come. It sounds so fun. But right. I'm, like, yeah, not? I'm not embarrassed to put mm-hmm. myself out there, right. even though I'm terrible at it. Cause mm-hmm. I, I know I'm smart. I know that sounds mm-hmm. weird, but I don't feel like I need to prove to people yeah. like that I'm smarter than they are or, right. they, or I'm better at this and they're better at that. I don't really care. Cause right. I know my movie mm-hmm. projector tells me mm-hmm. I'm smart enough. So I don't need to outperform someone. Yeah. And I don't have to be good at every subject. And a lot of things I'm not good at is because I don't care. Right. I had a cousin. And it's okay that, yeah. not to care. My cousin mm-hmm. used to memorize mm-hmm. the Trivial Pursuit cards. Mm-hmm. And I would just be like, that's just so ridiculous. Right. Like, why would you do that? Like, yeah. you, you're going to feel good about yourself when you win because you've been studying Trivial Pursuit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, but, but yeah, what you tell yourself, yeah. you project it. And yeah. so... Mm-hmm. Right. If you say, I have nothing to prove, mm-hmm. then you say, oh, you know a lot more about that than I do. Yeah. I'm more interested in this. Yes. You know? Number five, and my knowledge does not defy me. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. my kind heart, my helping hand, my being able to connect with people I love and value in my life. That's part of That's my right. value. Right. Not just how much I know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So our six. All right. So sixes are in the part of the triad that are seeking security and safety. Mm. And uh, so they're always seeking that out in groups and in people of authority. And because they're so connected to their communities, the sense of shame will rear its ugly head when they feel not enough for those around them. So they have a desire to support and to be supported. And sixes will find shame when they can't show up as they would have liked to, or others don't support them as if they were hoping that they would support them. That's a big thing for sixes is that they struggle with trust. And so if somebody doesn't support them or show up for them the way that they expected them to, then they can just like push people away. Mm. And um, and so and then that leads, I think, to a lot of shame, because whenever mm. we isolate like that, there can be shame that pops up. Mm-hmm. Um So in a place of shame, they're going to pull away from others. They also feel shame about their anxiety because, Mm -hmm. you know, we're talking about all the ways that different, you know, personalities kind of show up and struggle. And anxiety is biggest for the six of any Mm -hmm. number. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them feel shame about that, that that that's something that they struggle with. Um, They're aware that they catastrophize Mm -hmm. and that they have this worst case scenario sort of thinking. And so there's some shame about that. And their shame and feelings of not being enough can turn into anxiety and cause others, um, cause them to mistrust others and life and pull away from people or life. So the shame can isolate them in a sense. So, so like maybe their mission in life or their superpower is to plan ahead and, and be prepared mm-hmm. and be reliable or something. Yeah. And their shame is if they're not enough or... Not that also another superpower for them. They are 
the they they would be the person who would like be the one with the tribe and we talk about our humans mm-hmm. we we are designed not to be alone mm. that is six's strongest suit they are wonderful in congregation so if you have a church group if you have a yoga group if you have a book club like they would be that loyal like they're yes committed they're best yes. of you know being a part Reliable. of the group yeah some people are really struggle with that six would be in their element in a group which is which is huge to me um you know that's so funny two of my closest oldest lifelong friends uh-huh. are sixes uh-huh. and one of them i remember years ago said that what she would love written on her tombstone would be dependable yeah loyal dependable isn't that's that funny thing. yeah mm-hmm. and i would think for six mindfulness would be a tool that would be really really important mm-hmm. because it's taking you to the present moment and the breath mm-hmm. and that's going to take you away from the anxious thoughts And the present moment is also going to take you away from shame. Mm. And so like there is some research that says whatever our thoughts are and the six has a big monkey mind. And of course, that monkey mind is always catastrophizing. Mm. But um, because they're always thinking about worst case scenarios and because we take 80 percent of what we think today Mm -hmm. into tomorrow, lots of meditation, lots of breathing, lots of mindfulness, trying to enter the present moment. That's going to take them away from shame. Also, mm-hmm. they are mistrustful mm-hmm. and they can be the type that mistrusts compliments mm-hmm. and learning to receive compliments mm-hmm. can really, really help them mm-hmm. to, to build self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Like when they learn to say, okay, I'll, I'll accept that. I'm beautiful. Okay. But also to go a step further, learning to affirm can help them to trust and see others. And that's just really important for a six. Mm-hmm. So I would say that mindfulness is really key mm-hmm. and that affirmation of themselves and others is really important. And then talking back to their worst case scenario, like, is, is this really going to happen? Like, yeah, what's the know? likelihood? <laughs> yeah, because the stories that they create um, sometimes they're really spot on. Like they probably saw the pandemic coming before the rest of us did. <laughs> right. But on the other hand, sometimes their stories are a little bit too big. Yeah. And outlandish. And so they, yeah. yeah. They need to talk back to their stories. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's a lot of wasted energy on things mm-hmm. that most likely won't happen. Yeah. Yeah. So those are some thoughts. Any other? Yeah, I agree. I think for a six to move out of shame would be to learn how to trust themselves. And perhaps Mm -hmm. it would be, you know, when we were talking very beginning, you cannot give something you don't have. So the trust to others should start with trust to yourself. And Mm -hmm. how, you know, however small steps you need to, you know, take to achieve that and just continue to reiterate and affirm to yourself, Mm -hmm. I can trust myself. I can trust my my intuition. Mm-hmm. I can trust my decision. I can mm-hmm. trust, you know, that this is the right path for me. Mm-hmm. All of those would build on the, the, the sixes, you know, being able mm-hmm. to move away from shame. That's good. Mm-hmm. I forgot to sort of ask with the five, it, mm-hmm. would their superpower be like learning and gaining information? Or? Yeah, I think that's yes. definitely yes. one of theirs. Also boundaries. I mean, oh. and also they're very grounded, like because they take a lot of time to be silent and read, 
they've often, they often have two feet to the earth Mm -hmm. and they know how to like, um, be careful with their reserves, Mm -hmm. you know, so they're, they're very boundaried people. And a lot of us can learn how to set boundaries from them. So yeah. Yeah. They're also superpower is, uh, being able to be alone in solitude and be comfortable doing that because how many of us, like, I know I, I have to learn, okay, you have a date with yourself what <laughs> yes what fives are very comfortable yeah. with being by themselves with themselves and having themselves as their best friend yeah and how many yeah. of us need to learn how to do that because we just we're seeking externally yeah you know, make me have fun with you entertain me yes. invite me to do something you know external external make me happy no. The fives are very to, self-content. Yes. And we can all learn that to be able to be with yourself and be comfortable. Right. Spending time with yourself. Yeah. By yourself. Mm-hmm. That to me is like top of the mountain. That's so oh, good. That. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes back to the flower analogy. Like sometimes it's those who aren't people, people uh-huh. or uh-huh. they're introverts, uh-huh. they feel bad. Like, oh, what's wrong with me? I don't want to spend uh-huh. five days this week with my friends mm-hmm. over spring break. I'd yeah. rather be alone. What's yeah. wrong with me? It's like, no, no, you're just different. Mm-hmm. You're a different type of flower. Yeah. yeah. And you know, you could probably bloom in the desert and be happy. And mm-hmm. someone else wants to be in a field mm-hmm. clustered with like a yeah. thousand other tulips, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. A lot of beauty in five. Okay. Well, we're finishing up. We're rounding our list. So seven is our enthusiast. It's our adventurer. So the beauty of seven is they're a good time. They are dreamers. They're, um, you know, they are the ones who would make great plans, who would Mm -hmm. always be there with something cool to do, something fun to do. They're spontaneous people. The trouble for the seven is when they have to get in touch with people pain and suffering, Mm -hmm. which is a part of life. But for them, uh, it is a danger zone. So a lot of times they would want to numb themselves with just seeking more and more and more. And that couldn't, you know, doesn't have to be material things. It could be experiences and things to do. And um, I think when they are having to face pain, conflict, suffering, they feel a lot of shame about it Mm -hmm. because it's just such an uncomfortable space for them. Mm -hmm. So... You know, I think seven is, you know, the medicine is maybe what feels like your poison is to actually learn how to be, you know, with pain and suffering. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in a healthy space, seven would be a lot like a five Mm. and embrace solitude and embrace quiet Mm -hmm. instead of so much external stimulation. Mm -hmm. So that could be the time where you could sit with your pain because you cannot move from the suffering Mm. through the suffering without having to sit in it Mm. and with it. So for seven, their medicine would be something that they would probably dread the most. But if it could be in a space where it is not so threatening Mm -hmm. to them, I think that could, that could be Mm -hmm. their, you know, path Mm -hmm. from the, from the shame. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think so. I think the present moment Mm -hmm. is so important for the seven, like to get grounded, to breathe, to see the beauty in the moment and to not be thinking about what's next, what's next. Cause that's their thing is that they're always thinking about the next adventure and all Mm. the things they can do business wise and ideas. And, and that's actually their strength in some ways, but you know, they've got to learn to be here 
in this moment. And then that's going to be where they have like the strong sense of self, I think, yeah. and, and find like a true self-esteem instead of finding a self-esteem and all the different ideas right. that they have or all the different fun adventures. Like mm-hmm. it can be easy for that to be where they get their self-esteem and, yeah. and all this busyness and yeah. ideas mm-hmm. instead of like, wow, this invitation to be here, to be Mm-hmm. In the now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it reminds me sevens running from pain and being uncomfortable with pain is I've been, you know, wanting to do a podcast on men and how they handle grief or pain, because mm-hmm. I think it's hard for everyone, but especially men. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And so like looking at how a lot of times it may not be as bad as they think it is and they avoid it and then they're underestimating Mm -hmm. their ability to cope. Mm -hmm. And once they kind of wade through it and like you all were saying, being still and sitting with pain that they might find so much relief. They don't have to stay so busy, busy and run from that pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, You're right. So their superpower is kind of like being, you know, having fun and adventure and being spontaneous and playful and joyous. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, they're called the enthusiasts because yeah. they're full of joy and fun and, and yeah. they're very positive, you know, like, yeah, nine, like the two, they're uh-huh. very positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, you know, at the same time, they need to feel the pain of life and not just the joy of life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah. I love this. This was so, so helpful. I wish we had more time, Thank but time flies. Thank you. I'm going to read this poem later since we're low on time and I'm going to send it to you all because oh, I think you're you. going to love it. Thank Can't you. wait. Sounds good. Thank you both so much. Thank right. you, this Beth. was so yeah. fun. Thank, Thank you, Beth. And now I'm going to share a poem, which I think is a great note to end on. This poem is by Angie Sullins. It doesn't have a title. I would like to call it a single sliver of yourself. The next time you refuse to sing because you'll never fill a stadium or decline the joy of dance for fear of looking ridiculous or you resist risking the new adventure because you're not entirely ready or you dim your shine because you're not completely healed and whole. The next time you hold yourself suspect because you're not entirely qualified Just remember, a bird doesn't sing because it's talented. A bird sings because it has a song. The moon doesn't only shine when it's whole. It can show up with a single sliver of itself and still light an entire night sky. Show up, sing, shine. The world needs you as you are.